Well, it looks like they might repeal and replace Obamacare after all. Reports are that the Freedom Caucus has agreed to a more conservative health care bill. We'll give you all the details. This would be a huge victory for President Trump. I don't care if it happens on day 103 or 108 or 112. Nobody's being that picky about the 100 days. But look, cautious optimism here. Let's not get too excited because there's a lot of hurdles. Got to pass. It's got to pass the Senate. But things are looking good. So much going on. Extremely busy news day. Some positive, some negative. We'll tell you all about it. But let's begin with the positive, which is healthcare reports. And that is that the Freedom Caucus, this may be a major, major victory for conservatives. You remember back with the original Trump Care, Ryan Care bill, which was really not conservative at all. And I heard a, su- a few prominent conservatives saying, listen, I'd rather have Obamacare light than full-fledged Obamacare. And I was very troubled by that. To me, you got to go for a real bill. You've got to really repeal Obamacare. No Obamacare light nonsense. So here's the deal. Look, we told you the first bill, what it did right was it got rid of the Medicaid expansion, which saves billions of dollars. It got rid of the individual mandate, which gives people the freedom to choose whether they want to be covered instead of being forced into it by the government. And it also got rid of all the taxes that Obamacare uh, placed on businesses and pharmaceutical companies and everything else. So uh, got rid of all the expenses. But what it did not do is it kept the restrictions in place. It kept the essential benefits coverage in place. It kept a lot, a lot of the restrictions uh, on the health insurance companies. And it kept coverage in place of people with pre-existing conditions. So it didn't do a lot to lower premium costs. Premium costs were still going to be very, very high. The Freedom Caucus said... Thanks, but no thanks. We've got to lower premiums. Give them credit. They kept their eye on the ball. They kept their focus on the important thing, which is get rid of the high premiums. Stop. Let the insurance companies have the freedom, not because we want the insurance companies to profit, but because we want them to turn that over to all of us so that our premiums would be back to at least affordable, uh, unlike Obamacare, which has just crushed and squeezed all of us. So here's the Freedom Caucus according to many reports, and we've told you about this, here's what they gotten the bill glued. An optional waiver that states can apply for that would let them eliminate the essential benefits clause, it, meaning that the, if the insurance companies in certain states got this waiver, and maybe everyone will eventually be eligible for this, they call it a waiver to keep the moderates happy, but they'll give out this waiver. They'll give it. And what it'll do is it'll allow the insurance companies to say, listen, we're not covering everything. We're going to limit our coverage. I know that doesn't sound very good, Folks, I know you're like, well, how can that be? How can they choose? But look, it is going to lower your premiums, lower your deductibles. Ultimately, somebody's got to pay for all this stuff. So let the insurance companies pick and choose. I know it's not fun, but it's the only way. And the other thing is they can apply for a waiver to charge more to people with pre-existing conditions. So these are major victories for the conservatives for a chain. Now, look, I know we got to get it passed. Let's not get too crazy here. And let me explain this about pre-existing conditions. I don't even understand the debate. It, it, it doesn't it doesn't affect anybody now. People now are already covered, and they can apply for insurance, and they'll have coverage. If they don't have a lapse, then it's not a pre-existing condition. Pre-existing condition is only somebody who has a lapse in coverage or doesn't get covered, doesn't think about it, doesn't plan ahead, and then suddenly wakes up, God forbid, and and is sick, and is like, well, what what now? Those people, they don't even exist yet because anyone who's covered is covered. Anybody who's healthy is healthy. Get covered. It's their own negligence. I, like, like, I know, look, I would love to cover everybody, but to, for all of us to pay trillions of dollars just makes no sense. So, again, if they get this passed, now the moderates, some of the moderates are saying, well, we don't know if we can do this because we promised our constituents there'd be pre existing condition coverage. Uh, you know what? You promised them you'd repeal and replace Obamacare. If you 
come back to them a year from now, November, and say, well, sorry, guys, we couldn't get a bill passed, so Obamacare is still fully intact. Is that keeping your promise? Look, this is a this is a great bill. I also have some issues with it. They're saying already in the Senate, some Senate Republicans are upset because uh, they don't want to cut the Medicaid expansion. I don't get it. I don't understand these people who call themselves Republicans. But anyway, we'll keep an eye. We will keep you posted as we always do. My name is Yaakov M. We have a lot to get to. North Korea, this insane court ruling against uh, Trump's executive order to withhold from funds from Sanctuary City. Uh, we're not going to we're going to have to push off. I want to talk about President Trump's tax plan that he revealed. This looks incredible, but we just simply don't have time to get to everything. We will discuss that in an upcoming show, I assure you. And I want to get to uh, the appropriations bill, of course, the government shutdown, as they call it, which is not going to happen, it looks like. And I want to explain the back and forth here because this is really important. And I'm perplexed. I'm a little confused and I'll explain why. First, we had the uh, President Trump insisting on a wall and insisting on funding for a wall. And by the way, that wall, we reported yesterday that that wall is less than a tenth of 1% of the entire federal budget of $4 trillion, the astronomical federal budget. That wall is even less than that. It's one three thousandth of the budget. It's 0.035% of the budget. It's a, a minuscule, microscopic amount. And just to put it into context, this blew me away because we discussed this yesterday and then I saw a report today that says, amazingly, it equals less than the Department of Health and Human Services spends in just 12 hours and less than the Treasury collects in taxes in four hours. That's right. We collect way too much in taxes. Way, 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 way too much. And there's still a budget deficit, amazingly. But they literally collected in less than four hours. What that means is they would have to, to find $1.4 billion for this wall. This wall will, will protect our country. And they'd have to like make tiny, minuscule cuts in other programs. I'm talking nothing. Nobody would even feel it. Not to mention now it looks like they're going to give billions of dollars to Obamacare and subsidies, which is just throwing money in the toilet because Obamacare is going to fail either way. So that money is just a waste keeping Obamacare going. They should just – well, we'll get to that in a second. But this is nothing. This is a drop in the bucket. It's politics. It's not about the money. It's about the politics. But anyway, President Trump wanted the wall. It seems he conceded on the wall. The Democrats said, well, we want billions of dollars to keep Obamacare going and subsidies. And at first, President Trump said, only if you give me a wall. And then it seems he backed down, which he may have good reasons for. It could be that he's waiting for the health care bill to pass. That's what I wonder if maybe he realizes that everyone will forget for a few months, at least the wall, if there's a major victory on health care. I don't know. But he gave in on the wall. That's what it seems. And then... This is amazing. Now, uh, the, now the, the, the again, President Trump wants other things uh, as part of his budget, which he may get. It looks like we're not going to know until the uh, until they reveal, you know, the budget deal uh, that they vote on here coming up in the next day or two. But here's the point: as far as we, we've mentioned this before, there are seven billion dollars that Obamacare. Uh, needs. In other words, the insurance companies need these subsidies in order to fund the poor people. But the insurance companies are not allowed to fund the poor, are not allowed to, I'm sorry, charge the needy people, the, the people who can't afford health care. They're not allowed to charge them whether they get this money or not. So if they don't get this money, it is go- going to collapse. Obamacare is going to collapse extremely quickly. And I say, let it collapse. Just make it happen. It's going to happen sooner or later. Let it die quickly so that we can get moving on repeal and replace. Why should you dump money into a completely failing program, an, an abysmal program? Now, so here's what happened. Wednesday morning, 
Paul Ryan said, no, 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 we're not going to fund Obamacare. That's that's for the administration to figure out. That's not part of appropriations. Now, I, I don't understand all the technical mumbo-jumbo. It's really – they make it confusing, and it is confusing. But the point is that he said this is not part of appropriations. Don't worry about the billions of dollars in Obamacare subsidies. Okay. And now there's a report late Wednesday night that President Trump of the administration says, you know what? Fund, fund Obamacare. Make it part of the appropriations bill. And the, the report on NBCNews.com, it even says that this comes hours after Paul Ryan said it wouldn't be funded. President Trump says, no, let's fund it. Now, why he's doing that, I'm perplexed. I don't understand, especially when Ryan says, I have a theory. It could be because otherwise it'll go into trip. If they don't fund it, Congress doesn't fund it, then everyone's going to look at the administration of President Trump and say, all right, you fund it. And if he doesn't, then he's going to be blamed for collapsing Obamacare. And in the short term, it's going to be a mess. Premiums could go up. It could be very, very, very ugly. But so instead, it sounds like they are going to include it in the congressional budget. Now, I don't know. This could change. Like I said, I'm just telling you what I'm reading here. It says that Ryan said we're not going to fund this part of appropriations. But then a few few hours later, President Trump says, no, no, we are going to fund it. So that's where we're at. And uh, like I said, I don't understand why we're giving $7 billion to Obamacare. uh, And yet at the same time, we can't use $1.4 billion of those dollars to pay for the wall. Okay. Moving on, North Korea, it, this is very, very scary stuff. I don't know what to make of this, but certainly you know, uh, the, the, the Department of Defense is taking this very seriously. They're saying high alert. They're saying that Kim Jong-un is testing a lot of very long-range missiles, threatening uh, Hawaii, California, the West Coast, and it's really very, very scary. And uh, look, we know President Trump is willing to be aggressive, so we're going to keep an eye on this. I have a lot of confidence, but I'm, I'm not going to say it's not a very frightening, uh, dangerous, precarious situation. I will say this. Uh, you have this one of these admirals in charge of the Pacific uh, defense saying, you know, we're vulnerable. California, they have an anti-missile system. Alaska does, but Hawaii doesn't. Hawaii's vulnerable. And all of our anti-missile systems, they can be overwhelmed. Like, we got to be really careful over here. Now, maybe he's bluffing. I really hope he's bluffing. But if he's not bluffing, I, do we want to know this? I don't want the news to tell me and you and Kim, Jong- Kim Jong-un that – that, that, that Hawaii is vulnerable. Well, California, Alaska, don't try them, but try Hawaii. Now, again, I hope that he's bluffing. But if he's not, and you know, we can overwhelm our system. Don't shoot too many missiles at once. I mean, can we not know this? Can you leave us guessing? I don't need to know. The media doesn't need to know. And certainly Kim Jong-un doesn't need to know. So, uh, look, not to make light of it, it's a really very, very frightening situation. I don't remember it being this bad with North Korea. But uh, President Trump has gotten China to agree to put pressure on them. And let's hope... That happens really soon. And finally, a liberal judge ruled against one of President Trump's many executive orders. This executive order threatened sanctuary cities, said if you don't cooperate, if you don't enforce federal law to crack down on illegal immigrants, then you're going to suffer because we give you millions of dollars. The federal government grants you millions of dollars and we give it to you as a gift. And if you don't abide by federal law, then guess what? You're going to lose that money. It's a way of leveraging. First of all, it's just outrageous, outrageous that these cities can even have the audacity to call themselves sanctuary cities to to, to defy the government, say we're not going to enforce the law. I mean, these people should all be ousted from office, the mayors and the city councils and anybody else who's a part of this. This is a total atrocity. It's treason. <laughs> I just don't I, don't, I don't understand. Like, am I naive? But um, so President Trump says, we're going to withhold. We give you guys hundreds of millions of dollars. We're going to withhold that money. You don't deserve that money. And you know what the judge said? This guy's a 
a Democrat, liberal, extreme, radical activist, uh, all the way from back in the 1960s and 70s. He has supported every single super liberal uh, Democrat, and he's and he's raised money for them and everything else. I mean, this is so transparently and blatantly political. But here's what he says. He says. President Trump doesn't have the authority to decide. That money is earmarked. That money goes to the cities, and he doesn't have a right to withhold it and say, well, if you don't abide by the law, we're going to withhold it. Now, look, all legalities aside, I just want to explain what he's saying. He's saying that the president of the United States, get this, the chief executive, the executive office of our federal government, right, when we give millions and tens of millions of dollars to cities, and those cities refuse to cooperate with federal law and refuse to give over, hand over illegal immigrants. And I'm talking about criminals, immigrants who have committed crimes who are here illegally. Forget the crime of coming here illegally, but they actually commit crimes. They actually hurt other people and steal from other people. They say, well, you know what? You're safe in our city. Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, you're safe here. And the head of the executive branch of the federal government doesn't have the right to say, hey, listen, we're going to stop giving you this money. He's for- This judge is forcing President Trump to hand over these millions of dollars at- to a guy who's slapping him in the face and saying, ha ha, we're not going to abide by your law. That's what this is saying. So, I, you know, we have to look in. I have to speak to a lawyer, I guess, to get the legality of this all to explain to me. How the president, who's going to decide? Congress? Congress is going to pass a law saying don't give money to sanctuary cities. We can't get these congressmen to agree on what day of the week it is, to agree on what to serve in, in the cap, on Capitol Hill for lunch. But, um, but we're going to get them to agree to that. I, I mean, how does the president not have, just from a logical, just common sense standpoint, what's wrong? But again, as we said, there's no common sense here. It's liberal twisted logic, and it's these liberal activist judges. I mean, there's a reason that they chose San Francisco, for goodness sake. I mean, the liberal capital of the universe. All right. Uh, remember to tell your friends about the Yaakov M. Show. We thank you all for being here and for joining us, and uh, we will see you next time.